What is up? Welcome back to the 3C Podcast. It's Monday, and you know what that means. We are keeping the train rolling regarding the modern day marketer. I told you we were going to do a little mini series. It wasn't going to stop at episode one. If you haven't already, go back and check that episode out. We talk about sobering up from attribution intoxication. Don't get drunk off your dashboards. You know that already. This conversation, bringing Jonathan back on, we are talking about writing for people and not machines. I've learned a lot from journalists. I've learned a lot about SEO. I've learned a lot about brand content. And we can bring it all together and share some perspective of what I'm hearing from the modern day marketer. If you like what I'm doing over here, hit the subscribe button, leave a review, tell a damn friend about the 3C podcast. Without further ado, let's kick it to the conversation. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the show. We are back in the thick of our mini-series around modern-day marketers and talking through the modern-day marketer. I've been doing a lot of work in preparation of bringing this person or hero to life um, this week. Working, We're working on visual identity with uh, the team, creating some design elements around it, and it's really got me to take a step back and I, I, I thought I knew what the, all of those qualities of the modern day marketer were, but really through my conversations that I've had on this show and outside of this show, it's really helped bring some more of those to life over the last week or so. So last week we talked about metrics, this week we're talking about writing. And so the topic is writing for people and not machines. I'm joined again by Jonathan. Jonathan, how are you? How's your week going? I am doing well. I think part of uh, modern day marketers and modern day workers is working from anywhere. I'm working from home today. And so I apologize in advance if our dog Mackie makes a guest appearance in the background and either noise or um, otherwise, but uh, I'm doing well today. It's beautiful fall weather in Indiana and uh, we continue to build momentum with modern day marketers. So uh, all things good. No doubt. Uh, special shout out to Mackie and all of you uh, listeners out there who love dogs and are listening to the 3C podcast close to your um, companion. Let's, let's, let me start by saying this. Let me start by saying when we say writing for people and not machines, I know that like is pretty direct and strong, but I will just preface this out of the top. We are not saying that SEO and having an SEO strategy is inherently bad. We think SEO is a part of the structure of your content process and strategy. But I guess what, what I'm saying with that statement is that it shouldn't be your whole everything and you shouldn't lead with it. Jonathan, thoughts just right off the top on SEO and content marketing? Yeah, I, I appreciate that call out. I think it would be very easy to interpret what we're what we're doing or what we're even saying about writing for humans versus machines as SEO is bad. I think if anything, it's a good way to infuse SEO into what you're doing. Good SEO content, and this is something we're working on figuring out even as uh, our own businesses. Good SEO content is written for humans, uh, but it also supports your SEO efforts as well. I think there there's people doing that well. There's people that aren't doing that well, that are writing content that ranks well, but uh, long-term they're suffering from that. I was listening back to our, our last podcast where we talked about uh, AI's impact on content creation 
I forget who said it. I think Devin from Animals said that like that should be your sous, sous chef, right? And I almost think about SEO in the same way, like your content strategy, your brand strategy, um, that should all be your executive chef of your content program. Uh, and then you should be able to take elements of that or ingredients from that. And your sous chef should be able to create content that is both helpful for humans and ranks well with algorithms. You know, algorithms continue to get smarter as well. And uh, they, they continue to move in the direction of rewarding better content, at least in their intent. So SEO, like you said, SEO strategy in and of itself is not bad. I think it is a good complement to writing for humans. It's kind of the next evolution, I think, of that is, you know, find your point of view on the marketplace, write coherently about it, and then figure out how to apply that to some of the classic search algorithms that uh, will help your business grow because it, it does get results. We're talking about sous chef and it's making me hungry. We're in, we're recording this in between breakfast and lunch isn't quite there yet. So we're, I'm going to have to stomach through getting through this without chewing my hand off. Um, we'll thank Devin from animals for that sound bite and nugget, but I think it's, it's, it's true. And I think, you know, you think about SEO and it's become such a key element of everything we're doing in the content process. And it's because people go to Google to search for things. And we as marketers want to make sure that we're in the game on the SEO side so that we're putting in keywords that we want people to search for so that when people are searching, then our you know blog posts appear and people come to our website. We all know that process. I think about SEO as a compliment. And if we can be in that game, great. But also like, it's not just about going to Google and searching and having people find your content. It's the the whole theme these days in B2B marketing and content marketing specifically is around distribution and the problems of distribution. And gone are the days that we publish a blog post and just there it goes. And let's cross our fingers and hope for the best and hope that this new blog post that we wrote ranks higher than our competitors. And let's let's hope it happens. Like I think gone are those days. Now are the days of being more proactive and taking the content that you just invested a lot of time, energy, and resources on and making sure that you are distributing them through the right channels and being proactive about it. So when I think about writing for humans, I think about me writing something that represents our point of view at The Juice and then going to the communities where individuals have a similar mindset or process and sharing with them and if I share something that's just big, full of keywords that we want to rank for, it's going to fall on deaf ears. But if I'm writing and communicating, like I'm writing a letter to an individual and it has some substance to it, then I think that's going to resonate and that's going to positively impact our brand. And eventually over a course of time, people will read more of our content, we'll build trust, and then they might eventually be interested in, hey, I wonder if the juice can help my brand out. Absolutely. I mean, the, the B2B buying cycle is not so not linear, right? Like nobody Googles something, finds the article that ranked well for SEO, reads that article and clicks buy, right? Like that's, that's not how that happens. They're going to come across your other content, the individuals that make up your brand, the communities you participate in, the events you host. And so that, that's where it's important. Like it's a part of your strategy, maybe a foot in the door, uh, maybe a step along that path. 
but uh, it can't be the strategy. Yeah, it, it can't. And I think they work in tandem together. And I think like, as I'm outlining, you know, the modern day marketer, that's one of the areas of focus that, you know, it's, it's writing for humans and not just machines. And then it's also, and focusing in on distribution. And I think distribution if you're the content marketer and a marketing team, maybe you're responsible for that distribution. Perhaps it's someone else responsible for that di- distribution. And maybe that's someone in demand generation. But I think that's something that like, as I dig in and, and, and think about the content creation process, the writing, and then the distribution, it varies from team to team. Like it might be just one person going solo, but it also might be a uh, 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 pass off. So that's one of the things I think maybe that I've had to really think about in the shift for me is, okay, well, we've got these roles within marketing that all have these different goals, but they should all be aligned around the same thing. And that's like creating kick-ass content that that's going to educate, distributing it out, which in turn will create a really great experience for people who are just entering your audience and recognizing your brand for the first time. There's a statistic from HubSpot that is 46% of all marketing budget, not just content marketing budget, but 46% of marketing budget goes toward content creation, which is wild. Uh, I think it speaks to what you're saying and what we are trying to solve for the juice, but I don't know the content distribution budget. I don't even know that it's measurable. That's probably why there aren't statistics around it. At best, it's maybe 5%. I bet it's less than 5%. I bet it's less than a percent at most businesses. And you're right. Sometimes distribution is handled by the same person creating the content. Sometimes it's different teams, different groups all together. But I think we have poured so much time, energy, effort, and resources, both human and financial, into creation that distribution is incredibly under-resourced. Um, and, and without distribution, the content creation, you're, you're wasting that 46% of your budget. There's a serious decisions uh, statistic, which I know we've probably referenced in the past and gets referenced often that 60 to 70% of B2B content goes completely unread, which is, I mean, just think about all that waste. But what's interesting is that 30% that is valuable or that is red creates so much value that it's worth continuing to do and invest in content marketing, right? So how do we take that 30% and imagine if we can make that 40%, 50% of uh, the content being engaged with all of a sudden the, the content marketing return just it, it hockey sticks, right? It, it grows exponentially. So it's content marketing is valuable, even though only a small portion of it is actually being used right now. Uh, it's your distribution strategy that will make that even that much more valuable. I think there's enough content. Nobody, very few people are sitting around saying, you know, I I wish I had more content to consume. Uh, People are looking for the right content and the right channel at the right time. And that goes back to your distribution strategy and less about the creation strategy. Yeah. And I think I love, love the stats. Love that. Those just came off the top of the dome. Been doing a lot of uh, investor pitches. Yeah. I, I, I figured might be an investor pitch or two. But when we when we think about, I, I guess like one of the challenges we're having, and I think this is a challenge for everyone out there, is that we know I know I'm gonna put it on my consumer hat. I know that if I get hit by someone I like or trust or learn from on Twitter, 
and they're sharing an article and I, I decide to click in and I read it. I quick, like it's, it's, it's the sniff test, right? Like I can immediately tell if this is something that is written for a machine or if this is something written for a human. And it's just like reading a letter. It's like you read any of the great newsletters these days and they're all written like they're one-to-one. That is, I know from a, a maintaining engagement and building brand, I know that's how people should be crafting their content. It's human. It's not brand led. Um, and it makes sense. But I think there's this from the top, there's this conversation around performance and trying to, and we're getting back into the metrics conversation undeniably, but it's okay. Well, you want to write this way, how are you going to track it? And how are we going to start, you know, mapping your content production to leads generated? And, And you get down this rabbit hole that never leads to anything productive and oftentimes leads to leadership saying, you know what, our content strategy is broken when maybe in fact, it's not broken, but teams are just measuring the wrong things or don't have the right distribution. So I guess like in that scenario, like, like, what are we, what are we supposed to do as the marketer when it feels like we're, we're fighting an uphill battle against the rest of leadership on the way our content is designed? That's a good question. I, you mentioned sniff tests. I I think marketers specifically, if I, I know it's likely mostly marketers listening to this, you know, I don't know if we're all of you are selling into sales and marketing, but I think uh, sales and marketing buyers have the best noses uh, to go all in on this metaphor. We can we can smell BS, I think, better than most because we do some of the same BS, right? Um, you know, whether it's SEO, blog posts, or even like content you're creating for outbound efforts, right? Like I'm almost always, I'm a little wary of people who respond to outbound emails that are so clearly like outbound emails that like, it's like, you know, this, you know, I I don't know. Like there's, I think it's not only SEO that is written for machines, but there's so many tactics where you're just producing for automation or quantity or volume that, uh, especially if you sell in the sales and marketing uh, I think the sniff test is is a tough one to pass. In terms of getting the you know the buy-in on maybe the content strategy isn't broken, but the distribution is the challenge. Some of our early customers, that's actually why they became customers because they they knew their content was good, whether it was feedback or engagement on that content, but they didn't know how to get it in front of the right people at the right time. And that's incredibly challenging. I, I think the fight that marketers who are struggling with content strategy need to fight is that more of the same content is not the answer, right? Like if your content strategy isn't working, maybe it's distribution, maybe it is targeting, you know, maybe, maybe your content doesn't improve, but the answer is very seldom more content, right? Like I said earlier, think about your audience. Your audience isn't looking for more content. They're looking for answers to very specific questions they're asking, very specific pain points they feel, but more isn't the answer. And I think sometimes it's it's almost that's the easy or the cop-out answer for executives or people who don't understand content. Oh, well, we just need to do more of it if it's good, right? And I don't think that's always the right answer. I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. And I think a trend that I've spotted amongst some of the best content marketers that I'm talking to 
on a regular basis, and I'll call two out right now, Matthew at Uberflip and Chelsea at Chili Piper. These individuals are the definition of the modern day marketer. And I knew that quickly when I met them and started talking with them. And throughout those conversations, and they're not the only two that I'm about to share this about, there's plenty more others. But it's gotten to the point where with when I hear these individuals talk about their process, I ask, where were you at before you got into B2B tech? And without fail, I was a journalist. I wrote at a publication. I did this. And we dig into that. And they don't understand the old way of how we've built content and stuffed keywords and done all these things. It's funny business to them because they put on their journalist hat and what they do is hit the pavement and talk to people and get real feedback and get real to get, to get real questions answered. And then they produce a deliverable that they know is going to help the people that are trying to learn and trying to understand. So like this idea and theme of like transitioning from like journalism into B2B tech, like it's, it's, to be honest with you, it's like one of the like trends I didn't necessarily expect, but maybe like one of the better trends for the health of content marketing abound that we should all be thankful for. So maybe like journalism, that process, the investigation, like that process that like traditional journalism goes through, like, what do you think we can learn from as, as B2B marketers? That's fascinating. I love that insight. I'm going to, I'm going to ramble on this one probably for a bit, but I think like different backgrounds is so important. Even something we talk about on our team is like, we've got several team members, uh, yourself included, who have side hustles, right. That are adjacent to their role, uh, but in a totally different space. And it's like, I feel like you just learn so much from that accumulated experience. I'm a, I'm a huge believer in like, you know, being a generalist to a certain degree, Range by David Epstein is a book all about that. It's one of my favorite books. I'd strongly recommend it. I even in my personal career, uh, I helped start a craft brewery, um, had no idea what we were doing in the industry. Uh, those of us that founded that. And that worked out to our advantage because that is such a regulated industry. It's, you know, uh, stuck in kind of archaic regulation and just like marketing tactics like we didn't even like we didn't know any of that so we just did what we did what we did know uh which was more digital and it, it really helped us so i just I, I there's so much there that's good i think that all goes back to having that beginner's mindset and i think sometimes it, i think oftentimes it's easier to build new good habits than it is to break old bad habits we talk about on our team too often likely i represent the old school b2b marketer because that's what i grew up in you and i have talked about that on this podcast but and there are bad habits I want to break, right? Or the, sometimes I, I just default into it and I don't even realize I'm doing it until somebody on the team kind of calls me out on it. Like, man, like it's so easy just to default to what you know. And I think sometimes not knowing is actually easier than updating what you do know, uh, which there's a ton of psychology there. There's a ton of research on that. And I think the, the truest sign of intelligence is, is relearning or unlearning um, different things. And uh, so that insight is super incredible. And I think it speaks to getting an outsider's perspective on your own content marketing, whether that's uh, somebody with a different background, maybe talking to a customer, talking to a prospect, talking to employees across your organization that aren't in marketing. I think there's a lot to be learned from fresh perspective. 
No, no doubt about it. Let's maybe close it out with just revisiting the topic about like the writing and writing for people. And I'm guessing that there are people listening to this conversation and our content people. And they're just like, damn it. Like, this is what I've been wanting to do. I've been wanting to do this, but like my leadership team says like, we need to continue because we need to stack rank and try to get in the good, like maintain our position in the Google game. And like to break free of like some of this ancient infrastructure is extremely difficult. But I do think marrying writing for people and distribution strategy and may and starting off just small, like find a community, find a social platform and start testing could be a really great way to validate and show some results back to your team and say, you know what, like I wrote these last three point of view pieces that like map up to the message that we're sharing with the market. And in fact, like this is the engagement I'm getting based on writing like a person. Like that's how I think I'd probably approach it. Start small and prove out results, especially if you feel like you're in a position where you're stuck. But I'd love to know like maybe what, this is what kind of what we've been doing the entire time at the Juice, but I'd love to know like, maybe from your experience or perspective, like any advice you have for individuals that are, are trying to get into this more humanized approach to their content creation. I feel like I should be asking you this question because this is what you've done for us and you can probably give even more tangible and tactical advice here. But I think you you hit on it a little bit. I think, Find your people, right? We talked about on the last podcast, like North Star Metric. I think you should know what that is, but then you need to go find your people, find the communities they hang out in, find the you know resources they read from, they learn from, the events they go to and put your content there. Like it sounds so obvious, but you know, Google or search, like you have to, you don't, your people there are less identifiable, right? You're, you're hoping for the best. And with some, some tools, you can know what people are searching for. But I would say, if you want to test writing for humans, go find the humans, right? Be, be where they work, live and play and make sure your content is there and make sure it's written for them in that environment. You know, don't try to force a square peg into a round hole of, right. Taking one of your SEO blog posts and dropping it in a community and expecting for a ton of engagement, but see what they're talking about, see what they're engaging with, see what they're asking each other and write content for that. And then I think you'll find pretty quickly engagement and prove it out. And it's, it's a long game. It's not going to happen overnight. Just like anything you do with content. Uh, It's not a input equals output directly, but find your people, hang out with your people, write for your people. And I think you'll be pleased with how that goes. And like I said, you're probably the one to give the uh, better advice here because that's exactly what I think you've done for the juice. I love it. And there will always be more to come on this topic because I think it matters. Next week, we will be discussing one of our favorite topics over here, and that's removing roadblocks. We're talking about experience and why we should value it. So we'll talk about removing roadblocks, but appreciate everyone tuning in and listening. Jonathan, episode of the mini series number two in the books. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Brett. I look forward to ranting next week. I have a blast chopping up these conversations with Jonathan, not really preparing much, just kind of 
putting some topics out there, floating them his way and getting into a conversation. I hope you're enjoying this one. The modern day marketer is the hero in the story that we are telling over here at The Juice. Speaking of The Juice, go to thejuicehq.com, sign up today, enjoy your frictionless content experience, get the best B2B content in one spot. It's free. What are you doing? Be back on Friday with another conversation with a content marketer doing some great things in the space. Take care. Have a hell of a week.